Welcome to Eris Radio. Today we are going to listen to chapter one of Prometheus Rising by Robert Anton Wilson. This talks about the thinker and the prover, the eight circuit model of consciousness first laid down by Alice, uh, by uh, um, <laughs> by Timothy Leary. This is a great book. This is the first book I ever read that was metaphysical at all, and it changed my whole life. So listen to it. Have an open mind. Try the exercises. We're not fanatic. We're not dogmatic. We want you to think for yourself. So after this, you know, if you like it, give us some comments, man. Like, come on, let us know what's up. Go to the Air's Radio Facebook page and let us know what you all think. Are we doing a good job? Are we doing a shitty job? Can you do this job better? Well, we're hiring. We also need more people to help us. We need a new co-host. We need some more people to guest interview. We need everything. But for now, we just want you to listen to this so it opens your mind. Thank you again. This is Eris Radio. Ready? What? Chapter 1. The Thinker and the Prover. All that we are is the result of all that we have thought. It is founded on thought. It is based on thought. Buddha, the Dhammapada, William James, father of American psychology, tells of meeting an old lady who told him the earth rested on the back of a huge turtle. But my dear lady, Professor James asked as politely as possible, what holds up the turtle? Ah, she said, that's easy. He is standing on the back of another turtle. Oh, I see, said Professor James, still being polite. But would you be so good as to tell me what holds up the second turtle? It's no use, Professor, said the old lady, realizing he was trying to lead her into a logical trap. It's turtles, 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 all the way. Don't be too quick to laugh at this little old lady. All human minds work on fundamentally similar principles. Her universe was a little bit weirder than most, but it was built on the same mental principles as every other universe. People have believed in, as Dr. Leonard Orr has noted, the human mind behaves as if it were divided into two parts, the thinker and the prover. Thinker can think about virtually anything. History shows that it can think the earth is suspended on the backs. Infinite turtles are that the earth is hollow, or that the earth is floating in space, one comparative religion in philosophy show that the thinker can regard itself as mortal, as immortal, as both mortal and immortal, the incarnation model, or even as non-existent Buddhism. It can think itself into living in a Christian universe, a Marxist universe, a scientific relativistic universe, or a Nazi universe, among many possibilities. As psychiatrists and psychologists have often observed, much to the chagrin of their medical colleagues, the thinker can think itself sick and can even think itself well. Again, the thinker thinks that the sun moves around the earth. The prover will obligingly organize all perceptions to fit that thought. If the thinker changes its mind and decides the earth moves around the sun, the prover will reorganize the evidence. If the thinker thinks holy water from lords will cure its Bago, the prover will skillfully orchestrate all signals from the glands, muscles, organs, etc. until they have organized themselves into good health again. Of course, it is fairly easy to see that other people's minds operate this way. It is comparatively much harder to become aware that one's own mind is working that way. Also, it is believed, for instance, that some men are more objective than others. One seldom hears this about women. Businessmen are allegedly hard-nosed pragmatic and objective in this sense. A brief examination of the dingbat politics most businessmen endorse will quickly correct that impression. Scientists, however, are still believed to be objective. 
No, study of the lives of the great scientists will confirm this. They were as passionate and hence as prejudiced as any. Assembly of great painters or great musicians. It was not just the church but also the established astronomers of the time who condemned Galileo, the majority of physicists, rejected Einstein's special relativity theory in 1905. Einstein himself would not accept anything in quantum theory after 1920 no matter how many experiments supported it. Edison's commitment to direct current DC. Electrical generators led him to insist alternating current. AC generators were unsafe for years after their safety had proven to everyone else. Edison's pigheadedness on this matter was partly the result of his jealousy against Nikola Tesla, inventor of AC generators. Tesla, on the other hand, refused the Nobel Prize when it was offered to him and Edison jointly because he refused to appear on the same platform with Edison. Both of these geniuses were only capable of objectivity and science in certain limited laboratory conditions. If you, science achieves or approximates objectivity not because the individual scientist is immune from the psychological laws that govern the rest of us but because scientific method, a group creation, eventually overrides individual prejudices in the long run. To take a notorious example, from the 1960s there was a point when three research groups had proven that LSD causes chromosome damage. While three other groups had proven that LSD has no effect on the chromosomes. In each case, the prover had proved what the thinker thought. Right now, there are, in physics, seven experiments that confirm a very controversial concept known as Bell's theorem and two experiments that refute Bell's theorem. In the area of extrasensory perception, the results are uniform after more than a century. Everybody who sets out to prove that ESP exists succeeds, and everybody who sets out to prove that ESP does not exist also succeeds. Truth or relative truth emerges only after decades of experiments by thousands of groups all over the world. Uber is a much simpler mechanism. It operates on one law only, whatever the thinker thinks, the prover proves. To cite a notorious example which unleashed incredible horrors earlier in this century, if the thinker thinks that all Jews are rich, the prover will prove it. It will find evidence that the one millions of people believe that, including the present author, poorest Jew in the most run-down ghetto has hidden money somewhere. Similarly, feminists are able to believe that all men, including the starving wretches who live and sleep on the streets are exploiting all women, including the Queen of England. If the thinker thinks passionately enough, the prover will prove the thoughts so conclusively that you will never talk a person out of such a belief, even if it is something is. Remarkable is the notion that there is a gaseous vertebrate of astronomical heft god who will spend all eternity torturing people who do not believe in his religion. So the thing is, these exercises are important um, to understanding it. I used to read a lot of books, and I would just read what they had to say, and I think I understood it. They'd give me some exercises like, oh, meditate, count your breaths. After a few minutes or so of uh, counting your breaths, see where your mind goes, see, you know, have that Buddhist no-mind bullshit. And I'd be like, nah, I'm good on that. I know my meditation. I'm good enough. And I wouldn't do it. But Grant Morrison told us in the last episode... Um, when he talked about sigils and chaos magic and all that, he said, you know, whether you believe or not in certain things, or whether you don't believe, disbelieve, 
When you do the exercises, when you do the shit Crowley tells you to do, you get the contact with the intelligences of, you know, the Egyptian way. When you do an exercise, it's important. I'm not telling y'all to do it. Y'all do whatever the fuck y'all want. But just remember, on Aeris Radio, we don't give a fuck. We just put the information out there, and if y'all like it, y'all like it. If y'all don't like it, y'all don't gotta listen to me. I don't do this for you. I don't do this for me. I do it for Eris. Because all hell Eris, all hell Discordia. This is the Robert and Tom Wilson Prometheus Rising, Episode 1, Chapter 1. <clears throat> this song is appropriate right now because it's by Dorothy's Ghost and it's called Change Your Mind. And that's what we want you to do here is learn how to change your mind. Learn how to use the technologies available to change your mind. Not because we want you to think what we think. Fuck that. If you think what you think, you'll end up like me. I've, I'm in a crazy position in my life. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. I'm a nut job. So don't think like I think. Think for yourself. But if you like what you hear, it'd be real nice if you give, you know, give us a like. Also, don't forget, you can look up Dorothy's Ghost on Bandcamp. And Dorothy's Ghost is amazing. We love Dorothy's Ghost here. You guys hear her a lot. Um, so, check it out. Dorothy's Ghost on Bandcamp. You can also find Dorothy's Ghost on Facebook. She's got some videos on YouTube. Check them out. And don't forget to change your mind.
garbling of information that I was talking about leading to unpredictability. Uh, this unpredictability in mathematics, it's technically known as chaos, and that's one of the fastest growing fields of math is chaos theory, which has been applied to virtually every science, uh, from economics to the traffic patterns in and out of Los Angeles, and uh, biology, and even to physics. Uh, the fascinating thing about chaos theory is that I was one of the pioneers without even knowing it. Back in 1957, uh, two friends of mine named Malik Lips the Younger and Ho Chi Zen were in a bowling alley in Yorba Linda, uh, the birthplace of Richard Nixon, and they uh, were arguing about why there's so much chaos in the world. And according to Ho Chi Zen, a chimpanzee walked in and said, Read Bullfinch. All this chaos is due to Ares, and then disappeared in a puff of green smoke. According to Malaclips, they figured it out themselves, and Ho Chi Zen just invented the miraculous talking chimpanzee to make this religion more attractive to the gullible. So the Ejects communicated each other. Malaclips became the head of the Discordian Orthodoxy, and Omar uh, be, uh, Ho Chi Zen became the head of the Lunatic Fringe. And as soon as I learned about this religion, I excommunicated both of them, and we were all popes of three different... Uh, factions of the Discordian society, which is uh, true to the spirit of Malaclips's original revelation, we Discordians must stick apart. We used to print cards that said the bearer of this card is a genuine and authorized pope, so please treat him right, good forever, guaranteed by the House of Apostles of Aris, on the site of the few beautiful future San Andreas Canyon, San Francisco. Well, uh, that card has been reprinted quite a bit. It's in Malaclips's Magnum Opiate, the Principia Discordia, how I found Goddess and what I did to her after I found her. It's also in uh, the novel Illuminatus by Bob Shea and me. And it's even in a serious sociological study called Drawing Down the Moon. Goddess Worship in America by Margot Adler, a sociologist who's the granddaughter of Alfred Adler, one of the three founders of modern depth psychology. She treats the Aresian Discordian revelation as a serious part of the pagan revival and prints the card. So anybody who wants to be a pope can just cut the card out of one of those books and have your own pope card. However, if you don't think you need credentials, you become a pope as soon as you hear me speak about this, because everybody who hears my voice is immediately pontificated. I have, uh, this started when I was in Ireland. I lived in Ireland for six years, and at that time, the Pope, uh, the one in Rome, the, the guy who thinks he's the only Pope, he announced that bishops could give indulgences over television. And uh, Dublin has the most uh, argumentative and erudite atheists in the whole world because they were all educated by Jesuits. So they started writing mocking letters to the Irish Times asking question, theological questions like, if you haven't paid your TV license, you see in Ireland as well as England, you have to have a pay a license for your TV. If you haven't paid your TV license, when the bishop gives the indulgence, do you get the indulgence or is it canceled because your license isn't valid? Or an even tougher one, if you make a videotape of it and play it over and over, do you get perpetual indulgence? Well, while the Jesuits who were wrestling with those conundrums, uh, I got the idea, well, if they can give indulgences over TV, I can give pontific 
communications. So every time I appeared on TV, I announced that everybody listening to me was a Discordian Pope, absolutely infallible, has the right to excommunicate all the other Discordian Popes. And this vastly increased our membership, handing out cards. We only had about 10,000 Popes. Since I've started doing pontifications on radio and TV, we've got close to 20 million Popes at least now. Uh, we're not going to stop until every man, woman, and child on this planet is an authentic Discordian Pope. And then let's, start, uh, then let's see how that old queen in the Vatican uh, reacts when he's only one among the whole population of the earth. We're all popes together. The Discordian revelation, which the miraculous talking chimpanzee revealed, or which uh, Malaclips and Home invented themselves, comes from Bullfinch, or from Hesiod. There was a, this is the doctrine of the original snub, and it explains all the chaos in the world better than anything in mathematical chaos theory. Or you can consider it an allegory of mathematical chaos theory. They were having a party on Olympus, and they didn't invite Eris because she was known as the goddess of chaos, confusion, discord, bureaucracy, and international relations. Those are the five different stages of chaos. You see, you start out with simple chaos, and then people start arguing about how to organize it, which leads to confusion. Then they start battling each other, which creates discord. Then they form a bureaucracy to control the chaos, and then they start interfering with other countries, which makes for international relations. Those are the five heights of... Uh, Chaos, this is the law of fives, which is why the Pentagon, which is always messing with other people's politics, it's internet, it represents international relations of the highest form of chaos, and it's a five-sided building. Uh, we, we call the Joint Chiefs of Staff the Knights of the Five-Sided Castle, or the Order of Quixote. They, they are all sacred Discordian saints because they've done more to make the world chaotic in the last 50 years than all the other forces put together. Anyway, the... Um, uh, not being invited to the party, Reese made him an apple of beautiful gold, some say metallic gold, the greatest ore to be found in Cyprus. Others claim uh, it was Macapoco gold. But, but be that as it may, she threw the, she wrote on the apple Kalisti, which is Greek for to the prettiest one, and threw it into the party. And immediately three of the goddesses claimed it, Hera, Aphrodite, and Athena. Hermes claimed it, too. You know about Hermes. But anyway, uh, the, the, let the, such a spat that Zeus appointed a mortal named Paris and let, let him choose who was the prettiest one. And uh, they all tried to bribe him. Hera offered him uh, wealth. Athena offered him wisdom. And Aphrodite, who understood men better than either of those, uh, offered him Helen, the wife of Menelaus. Uh, he grabbed Helen and took off for Troy. Menelaus got royally pissed off, and that was the beginning of international relations. He got all the other Greek princes together. They formed an army, and they attacked Troy. And we've been involved in chaos, discord, confusion, bureaucracy, and international relations ever since, just because of the original snub. That's the ontological uh, part of Discordian. Uh, that's the esoteric or ontological part that anybody can understand. The exoteric part, the mysterious part, is based on the Seadistan affirmation, which was revealed by St. Gulick the Stoned, who was a roach, a cockroach, that is. And uh, St. Gulick revealed that all ideas are true in some sense, false in some sense, meaningless in some sense, 
True and false in some sense. True and meaningless in some sense. False and meaningless in some sense. And true and false and meaningless in some sense. And you will achieve supreme enlightenment. If you repeat this 666 times, you will achieve absolute supreme enlightenment in some sense. Well, the Discordian religion, as I say, is spread and spread. We've got millions and millions of popes, and we're getting mentioned more and more often. The sacred Discordian number 23 pops up in more and more screenplays. You see it on the covers of rock albums. It appears in rock songs. Uh, we're the I think we're the world's fastest-growing religion, and we still remain absolutely esoteric because nobody has ever heard of us uh, in, the, in the officialdom anyway. Thank God. If they ever hear of us, they'll probably decide we're a cult. And you know what happens to cults in this country? Look at the Branch Davidians. So it's best they don't hear about us. Now that we've looked at the four basic circuits, what, what are the higher four circuits? Well, the fifth circuit Leary calls the neurosomatic circuit, and I've never found a better label for it. How does turning on this fifth neurosomatic circuit affect the other four circuits? Well... on yourself. Yeah, you're gaining more freedom. of the sixth circuit the experience of transcending time
What's a chupacabra, man? You don't know. You don't know. The chupacabra? It's a goat, goat sucker. You know Oh man, chupacabra! You know it's like, it's like, it's like one of them things, right? He looks like, he looks like a Taco Bell dog that done mess and and and, and what, what it is is he sneaks into the farmer's thing, right? And he's got like these crazy ears. He looks like Ren Stimpy had like had like a bad like had like a bad inbred brother, you know, and and like with his cousin nephew, uncle uncle son, you know what I'm saying, like. Like, he had some weird little ninos, you know, and he's got the little proboscis like a butterfly, man, right? He scopes out of his mouth, then he comes down to the goats, and he's got, he's got that, uh, he's got one of them, uh, oh, he's got one of them, uh, them things, it's like a mosquito, or like the dentist, when he goes and he pokes into your teeth, and he gets it all with the numb juice, you know, so he don't feel nothing. He goes and he sucks, the goat's blood, and Sucks him up and needs him just like a dead rubber glove or like a condom out of peeps that wasn't too good or nothing, you know, as a bad, bad condom, you know. And then go, the, the, the farmer comes out, man, and he says, Adios meals, me chupacabra!
Hey guys, this song you're going to listen to is uh, by Queen Wolf. You can find them on Bandcamp. This song is called Swim off their new album, Comedy Gold. If you like this song and you like this band, uh, don't forget to check out our episode called Comedy Gold, which shows all of their music um, from their Comedy Gold album. It has a whole album. Uh, otherwise, go to Bandcamp. You can buy their album on there. You can buy merch. Uh, check them out. Also, Facebook.com. Search Queen Wolf. You'll find these guys. They are fucking awesome. Check them out. Hail Eris. This is Eris Radio.
we've looked at the four basic circuits. What what are the higher four circuits? Well, the fifth circuit Leary calls the neurosomatic circuit, and I've never found a better label for it. How does turning on this fifth neurosomatic circuit affect the other four circuits? Well. on yourself. Yeah, you're gaining more freedom. of the sixth circuit the experience of transcending time time